Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We're in Romans chapter 4. We're still talking about victory. Hallelujah. You know, I'm not, I'm a, <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting out of Romans 4 anytime soon, so I might just stay here for the month of March. How many of you are going to come with me for the ride? Hallelujah. Man, I'm telling you, I'm so proud of you guys. I really am. You guys are doing great. You know, how, you know how good you're doing? I'm telling you why. Let me tell you something about this place. This place is getting ready to go off the rail. You want to take a picture? Take a good one. Thank you. They always try to catch. I move quick. I'm a pain. I move all the time. It's ADD in spirit, out spirituality. I just move a lot. So she's trying to get a picture. The camera goes up. The camera goes down. Let's just get it over with. Hey, and then we're done. And we just work. Now, you're doing, a, you're doing a really good job with that. I want you to know, Revelation, Revelation is getting ready. Now, and this is for you. Revelation knowledge in this place is getting ready to explode. I'm not playing with you, man. Stuff I'm talking about, this place is going to go off the rail. So I'm in my head, I'm like thinking like, whatever I got to do to get it to you, I'm going to get it to you. If I got to shoot it in, satellite it from space, I don't really care. You're going to get it. I don't want to miss this moment. This is too good. But I need you to do one thing with me today. Just put your faith in what I'm telling you. Man, it was, it was quiet in here at 9 o'clock. I know why. It's hard for you to believe what I'm saying about you because what I'm going to talk to you about, about you out of the Word of God, man, your future is so bright, you better wear shades, man. You got them on? He got them on, baby. He got them on, man. Your, your future is so bright. I'm telling you, man, your future is bright. Because you don't know. Because you know why? I'm going to be here. I know more about you than you know about you. So stop thinking what you want to think about you because I, 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 know, I know something better about you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I ain't being mean with you. I'm just trying to tell you. Like, you ain't allowed to think that no more about you. Stop it. You think what I tell you to think about you because I'm telling you the truth. Because here's what you got to do. Remember this. Write this down my note ticket. You got to erase you. You got to erase the you you know. Do you get to hear what I said? You got to erase the you you know because you ain't you. You a new you. You a new you. Say, well, I got a problem with sin. You don't know who you are. Well, I got a problem with temptation. You haven't figured out who you are yet. Once you figure out who you are, you ain't going to want nothing to do with it. I'm going to help you. That's 2 Corinthians. We say, he said, behold, all things become new. You brand new. You brand new, new. Now watch this. Just write this down. Faith keeps me new because it's now. <laughs> See, you don't ever leave now when you stay in faith. My God in heaven, you don't ever leave now if you stay in faith, but the minute you get out of faith, you leave now, and you step into the past. Because faith got you access to grace, and as long as you ain't never heard this before. I'm about ready to tell you decades of stuff you ain't never heard before. I'm going to tell you what. Don't miss this pot. You better fly here. I don't care. How, you watch. Mark my words. Let me tell you what's going to happen. People will fly in from around the world to hear what I'm going to tell you in this next season, and you sit in this house. I, I don't ask you. I guarantee you. I'm going to not hold back anything. I'm going to open the floodgate to heaven and pour it out in this place. You're going to have to come early to get a seat because I'm getting ready. I'm not holding. I'm going to so, go so over in Revelation. I'm, I promise you, you better, you better go to bed early on Saturday night to get ready to hear what you're getting ready to hear. I'm not kidding with you. It, I'm being serious because it's true and it's for you. And you want to know why? You're faithful people. You got the heart for it. You don't find this stuff. This ain't just some normal move of God. 
This is your move of God because you guys are great. Yeah. Ain't no playing. You guys don't have the guile of church. You know what I mean by that? You got purity and you're going to change the world. All of you, a lot of you got to break out of here and go do stuff for the kingdom. Watch my words. Watch. You see relevant all over America. Then you see it all over the world. You will. There's going to be some of you raised up to go. So don't get comfortable. You see them. I might kick you out one day. Look, no, I'm serious. I had one guy come and say, I'm worried about you keeping me. I said, this is going to be to tell you to leave. What do you mean? Uh, tell me to leave. He goes all nervous because he's been in those churches. You know where they hold you? You know, the pastor's like, well, you know, your season's not up. Your season's not up. You got to stay with me 40 years and I'll train you up. I said, bro, it's Jordan. I looked him straight in the face. I said, there's going to be a day I tell you to leave. Straight in his face, scared him a little bit. He's like hanging out. I said, there's going to be a day I tell you to leave. Don't worry about how long you're staying. There'll be a day I tell you you got to go. Because I ain't keeping you here for your time to get released. You got to go do the work of the ministry. Amen? So I can retire. And you can write me fat checks. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen? You get, is that where you get your money from? That's what I do, too. She won't let you have any. That's what I told Pastor Liz. I said, I need a sugar mama. You need to make some money. That's what I told her. I said, if you're a sugar mama, I can buy whatever I want. And you just pay for it. It's a good idea. Ain't it, Larry? I thought it was a good idea. I was like, you make all the money, I'll, I'll be a kept man. Praise be to God. You just keep, keep me at home. Go. <laughs> you guys got to laugh. You ain't having no fun. But I'm telling you, it's revelation, okay? So write this down. I had to stop. Write this down, okay? And this is very important. Victory is found. You writing this down? Victory has its roots found in the revelation of righteousness. Victory's roots go into the soil and basically are rooted in the place of righteousness. Without a righteous revelation in your life, victory is going to be hard for you to come by because victory is going to be based upon your ability to win battles where that is not where it's supposed to be. It needs to be in God's ability to win battles. When that takes place, the number one thing you have to kind of supersede is this, the mentality of you being you. Because you're not you, you're a brand new you, and until you get a revelation of the new you, you're going to have limitations because the old you opinion of you. Is that okay? What's going to happen is you might have a consciousness of sin, but you're free from the consciousness of sin. To be, you know what I'm saying? That? When you're free from the consciousness of sin, you just walk in faith bolder. Now, faith has to always be connected Okay, otherwise we got a problem. That's why belief is so important, all right? So we're going to go to Romans chapter 4. We're going to read in the Amplified Bible. We're going to go real slow, and then we're going to roll this thing out. Now, this is what I need you to do. you got to believe what I tell you about you based upon the Word of God. We've been here last week, but you got to believe what I tell you about you based upon the Word of God, because this is you. And don't try to give me your sin. I'm a sinner. You were a sinner, but you saved now. Understand what I'm saying? And salvation has now produced the right position for you to have correct respondence with God. Okay? Now, you can't undo what I'm going to tell you what the Bible said because you ain't that professional enough. You understand that? You ain't, you ain't that professional of a sinner to undo what God did. Okay? Why am I getting you here? Because until you get here, you'll never have an understanding of righteousness. And, and I'm going to talk about righteousness all next month, but you got to understand victory is found in righteousness. This is what I'm telling you. And if you don't understand that, what will happen is you'll be like, why don't I have victory? Because you don't have the right position before you start. I got to get you to the position of righteousness, then victory is easy. Is that okay? How are you going to tell me in 1 Corinthians I always cause you to triumph? 
If he always calls me to triumph, why aren't I triumphing? He, always says, he said, I always cause you to win. How come it don't look like I'm winning? Come on, let's put it together. Okay, we're going to do it today. Everybody say, today's going to get done. All right, look at Romans chapter 4. Now, you got to believe it. Everybody say, you going to believe me? Say, Pastor, I promise. You how come you ain't talking when I'm talking to you? I ain't, you know who I'm talking to. You get your hat head. You, you, better, you better receive it. I'm being rough on him. He's one of my kids. Don't worry about who I yell at. Say this out loud. Say it out loud. Say, Pastor, I am going to believe what you say about me out of the word of God. I promise. In Jesus' name. Amen. There you go. You got it now. See that? Got a little island swagger to you. I see your head. Yeah. Going to get it. You got to get it now. Come on. Bahamas is beautiful. Jamaica's nice too, though. Praise be to God. I feel tropical. I feel tropical. That's because I went to that freezing place, seven degrees. God almighty. I said, man, it's cold. When they say it's cold, it's cold. I said, man, maybe it's Florida. I got out. I was like, God, Jeff. I was like, man, this is cold. They're like, yeah, it's cold. I said, you said it too? I said, man, I knew it. You ever just get like that sometimes? You know it. Like they, when they tell you it's cold, it's cold. Here we go. You ready? I'm, what are you doing, Pastor? You're just telling stories. Now, I'm trying to get you to connect with me. Now we're ready to go. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, humanly speaking, has found that he has obtained favored standing? You see that? Got it? Watch this. For if Abraham was just, remember we talked about this last week? If Abraham was justified, acquitted from the guilt of his sin. Now, you got to get something there now. Write this down. He wasn't just acquitted of the sin. He was acquitted of the guilt that was connected to the sin. My God, you better write that down. See, that's the problem. It's not just the action that really hits our life. It's the regret of the decision in the moment that is tough to get over. Man, my God, you better get that. That's weighty. You, you, it's hitting. It's hitting like this. It's hitting in waves. It's going to come back every time I say it. Do you understand it? It ain't a big deal. Ain't no big deal. I messed up. No, it's the regret now you got to live with the messed up that's haunting your life. Yes. Say, well, I was high from 83 to 93. Yeah, I know. Great. Now you're free and delivered, but guess what? You got a memory of the past, and the past is trying to pull you back, but your past is over, baby. Ain't no more past. Someone say, Pastor, that was yesterday. Well, yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. You understand that? Because you, once you get in faith, you get in now. Do you understand that? Remember I've been preaching that? Once you get in faith, you get in now. And until you get in faith, you ain't in now. Stay in faith. Just stay in faith. I'm going to show you how to do it. Amen? You understand it? Faith. You read it. You read it. It's about you. Ain't no regret. For Abraham was justified, acquitted from guilt. You see that? Of his sin. He said his sin created guilt, but God freed you from both. Man, I don't even need it. I should go home right now. We should just rejoice all day. Are you, you're, here, you're hearing me, right? Acquitted from the sin. He said, I, I cleaned your sin up, and I cleaned up the guilt that came with it. I got rid of it. My God in heaven, God is good. He's so good. He's so good. See that? And look, from the guilt of his sin. By works. Now, here we go now. Everybody write this down. You got one work. From now on, it's called faith. Paul even tells you, he said, I'll show you my works by my 
Fade, you better write that down. He said the new, your new, write this down, New Testament church. Come on. You see this? My, this is New Testament stuff now. Get this, right? Understand this. My new work is only faith. Woo! Uh, y'all look at me like, what you did? I know this stuff. You don't know nothing about what I'm saying. That's why you think your prayers are going to get your stuff. That's why you pray. Well, I prayed for an hour. I don't care if you pray for nine hours. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? Your Bible reading. Get, no, 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 no. You understand what I'm saying? It's your, your church, it's it. No, 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 no. I've been good. No, 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 no. I've been, no, 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 no. My faith. Puts me in right standing with God. And every time my right standing tries to slip over my word, say, I ain't got no works. Yeah, you do got works. You know what we do? We look at our human ability to produce the blessings of God. But he didn't say it's based on anything you could do. It's based on what you believe. The only work I got now is faith. That's the only work I got now. The only work I got is faith. I just got to stay in faith. I'm telling you right now, when he says rich and your head goes, how in the world God going to just say, I believe it. I don't know how. I don't care. I believe it. When the doctor says something, but you believe you're healed, guess what? I don't know how, but I know I'm healed. When you don't believe nobody else's report but the report of the Lord, something's starting to shift in your life. See how it happens? You just got to believe. How God going to give me this ministry? Don't worry about it. If he said it, believe it. Don't undo what, what? The lack of ability to believe what he said he's going to do. That's the only word you got. Look at it. If Abraham was justified. Look at it. If Abraham was justified. Just that is what? Acquitted. You know, I had a guy this morning. Man, man this pe- these people are so real. I love you guys. You guys are the best. You were with me this morning. I had a guy say, come on, man. You know some of you. How many... I said, how many of you were acquitted? I said, how many criminals I got in here? I swear to you, I said it just, did I not? I said, how many criminals I got in here and you got acquitted? This dude straight up, bold face like bull went. Right here, bro. Me. Oh. I said, really? He's like, yeah. <laughs> you were there. I said, dude, this joker got acquitted. I said, you know, it's cool about getting acquitted. It's all right. I don't care where you've been. And tell me where you're going. Why are you looking at one chapter of your life and tell me what the whole book reads? Tell me, oh, I'll shot out. Okay, I'll shot out you were. I don't want to be with people that ain't been shot out. You can't trust them. And the earth we used to call you, don't get mad at it. This, this ain't cursing, but they're like a punk. You know, you're going to get in a fight and you fighting with dudes that never got in a fight, you get beat up. That's why I bring, I bring a stacked deck if we're going to fight now. Yeah, some of these dudes in here are dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm, I can go through some stuff, Pastor. Yeah, then they start crying the first four minutes on the mission field. You ain't gone through nothing. I want some people that are a little, you know, got a little, got a little funkiness on them. You know what I mean? Like, they might go off the rail. That's who I'm taking on the mission trip. Something might go down. I don't need one of those little baby Christians. Oh, I got to go home. I want someone to say, yo, bro, Pastor, we got to fight. We fight right now. Hey, Amen. I heard that Bahamas in the back. Roll up your sleeves. Like, I'll knock you out. I tell you, he was funny. Carl, Carl's funny. Carl, one time I said, Carl, was, we went somewhere and so he's popping off at the mouth. And Carl's like, man, that dude's about ready to get revelized. I said, what'd you say? So <laughs> I'm going to revelize him, Pastor. I was like, easy. He wouldn't do nothing. I love Carl. Carl said, I'll revelize him. I said, what is revelize? I said, is that like relevant and making him realize? He's like, yeah, I'm going to make him realize. I was like, okay, praise be to God. 
We can repent of anything we get ourselves into. I know the Lord. <laughs> we were calm, but you know, people were cussing and acting crazy. Carl's like, we'll get out. I was like, praise God. I'm not worried about getting out. That's why the security team here is great. For if Abraham was justified, that is, acquitted from guilt of his sin by works, we'd have a problem. Because then those things he did that were good, he was saying if he got it because he was being good, we would have a problem because he could boast about it and God would have to repay him. We read that, remember? But now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Did you get that part? Uh, I got got acquitted from the guilt and the sin. Woo-hoo-hoo. No more regret. Come on, right? For what does the scripture say? Now he's saying, let me tell you what the Bible said about what Abraham did. What did the Bible say? Abraham believed God, trusted and relied on God, and it was credited to his account as righteous, right living. Right standing with God. So right standing is based by faith. But right standing based by faith puts you in the position of victory. Because there's no flaw in your victory when you understand your victory is connected to righteousness. The minute you start disconnecting your victory from righteousness, we got a problem. Because now we're looking at your ability to win battles and your ability to win battles was never in the case. But every time you get hindered in this thing, it happens here. Look at verse 4. Keep reading. Now, to a laborer, his wage are not credited as a favor or gift, but an obligation. Something is owed to him. So if you go in this thing and start working for it, you got a paycheck. Somebody got to pay. You show up to work, you work eight hours, you expect to get paid. They owe it to you. You put in the labor, they got to bring out the what? It's money. Now I got news for you. Wait a minute. Jesus said, if you go in and punch the clock and you come to me and say, now you owe me, it ain't going to work. So you don't get a paycheck from God. You just got to receive it by faith. And he ain't owing you nothing. Watch it. Keep going. But to the one who does not work. And that ain't the job. He's talking about works. Now, let me explain to you. New Testament works ain't like Old Testament works. They were trying to keep the law. You're trying to keep Christianity. But the Christianity you got might not be the Christianity he's talking about. Well, you know, brother, you better come. You know, they give you all this. You better do this with God. You better. No, 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 no. He said justified freely by grace. You can't work for nothing in this thing. You got to take it all by faith. Healing don't come because you pray. Healing comes because you receive it by faith. Half the stuff you praying about, you don't even got to pray about. You should just take it by faith. Praying and asking God if he should heal you. He already healed you. Praying and asking God if he should bless you. He already blessed you. Praying and asking God to give you this. He already gave you peace. Praying and asking God about all this stuff. Giving you the victory. He said, I always call you to give you the victory. Take your ground. Take your authority. That's the problem with the church. We can, I'm going to say something. It's going to sound bad. But I'm, you leaning on God when you should be leaning on you. You never heard that in church. What do you mean you should be leaning on me? You need to be leaning on you. God's living in you. God gave you authority. God gave you, like, oh, God, get me out. God's like, stand at that thing and speak to it. Glory to God. God's telling you, oh, you go, go, go get God. Go get God real quick. Go get God. Go get God real quick. Help me. God didn't say, go get God. God sent you. What are you going to do? Come out of hand, heaven with sandals on and take, send Jesus down here in a robe and try to help you out? No, he said, you here. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You stand there and declare a thing. And you know what Job said? He declared a thing and it was established. He spoke it and God is 
established it. God wants you to release power. Stop looking at the situation and tell me what the situation says. Tell me what God said about your situation. And get in there and start speaking some stuff. Start telling it what to do. Start, well, I don't think I got that kind of power. Well, if you ain't got righteousness, you ain't going to walk like that. You're, the righteous are bold as a lion. The exceeding effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. What you mean a righteous man avails much? The righteous are bold like a lion. You ain't bold like no lion if you don't think you're righteous. Well, how do I get my righteousness? Out of revelation. What's righteousness anyway? Right standing with God. But watch this now, okay? Victory needs to be rooted in righteousness. Don't forget that. You understand that? So why? Well, maybe I lose once in a while. He didn't say you lose it all. I always cause you to triumph in everything. My God in heaven. Hallelujah. I like that. I like our eternal, eternal victory. I like that. You like that? That's a good one. Now watch where he goes. But to the one who does not work, that is the one who does not try to earn his salvation by doing good. Now let me explain something to you. When you hear that, you think, well, that's salvation. No, that's more than salvation. Salvation means soteria, healing, deliverance, provision, prosperity, the whole thing. It's a package deal. You didn't just get saved and get heaven. You got saved and got God. And when you got God, you got the benefit package of God. So when he says salvation, then you just go to heaven. It's how you receive what heaven gave you in earth. By faith. Because every time you step, because this is the thing. Look, you want to see something cool? I mean, let me find this for you. It's, for, it's first John. I'm changing gears. But I'm, I'm, I got to find it first. So you've got to see this thing. Now, this is important, okay, um, that you see this, because I, I want you to understand this. I think this is important. Um, I, I think I know it's very important, amen? Um, go over here, 1 John 1, 1 and 7. Oh, uh, no, go to 1, 6. 1 John 1, 6. Okay, you all right? Now, we're going to come back now. We're going to come back then, okay? Okay, if we say, we can leave it in the amplifier. Let's see how it reads. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness of sin, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, go slow. How are you going to say you got fellowship with God, but you walk in darkness? He's in the light. You can't be in the light and be in darkness. You got to be, if you were like God, you're in the light. So what's he saying? He's saying, look, man, walk in the light. You got to walk in faith. Faith, write this down. Faith keeps you in the light. Everybody wants to know how you walk, how you walk, how you, faith is walking in the spirit. You understand that? So how do I walk in the spirit? Walk in faith. You got one responsibility as a Christian. Write this down. One, only one responsibility. He said faith. That's the only way you can access it because we lost it all because of unbelief. You get it all back because of faith. You understand that? See what I'm saying? So you get it all back by faith. So every time you step out of faith, you step into unrighteousness. I'm going to show it to you now. It's a law because it's like the curse is in the earth. Unrighteousness is here too. Every time you step out of faith, that's like a, you're kind of living in a, a secret kingdom. You know what I mean? That's why next month I'm talking about the mystery. The mystery just, oh, I love this series. It's going to be the mystery of righteousness revealed or something like that. Yeah, isn't that what I called it? I don't know. I like that. It sounds cool. But it's true. Righteousness is a mystery. Church don't know it. But you're made it. They don't have a revelation of it the way we do. But I'm going to pound it in. You'll see today. My God in heaven, I'm going to make your head spin with this. Up. If we say that we have fellowship with him, we don't do it. We're not practicing the truth. So stay in the truth. Go. Thanks. But if we really walk in the light that he is, and we live each and every day in conformity with the precepts of God, now we're going after God. As he himself is the light, we have true, unbroken fellowship. Just stay in the light. 
Staying in light is staying in what? Faith. Just stay in faith. How in the world do you stay in faith? Easy, you stay in your beliefs. Just stay in beliefs. So here's how you do it. I'm so broke, I squeak when I walk. God said you're rich, I believe it. That's easy for you yet, right? Because that's a hard one. You got pain in your body? Don't worry about it. He said by his stripes, I'm healed. I know what it, and it, let me tell you, explain something to you about this. It might be a symptom, but it ain't no fact. Fact of the matter is you healed. Symptoms ain't facts. The truth and facts, whatever you, I don't know. Say that however cute you want to say it. I could care less. All I know is you healed. You might not look healed, might not feel healed, might not sound healed. Doc might say, I could care less. You heal. Just say, I'm healed. Stay on the side with God and stay in faith. You know, well, that's a negative confession. Of, nah, just stay in faith. He can move in faith. He can't move outside of it. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, faith is the only thing that pleases God. Why are you going to come out of it? Okay, you know what? You can walk in unbroken fellowship with God. How are you going to do that? Go back and read the first part. Go back, please. They didn't, they, you got to pay attention. Okay, if we really walk in the light, that is, and live each and every day in conformity with the priesthood of God as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship. How do I walk in the light? Faith. What you mean light? You know how you get light when you see the word? The entrance of thy word bringeth light. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet. It's the light unto my path. You see it? You got to keep that word in front of you. That's the, what's the Bible? It's a book of beliefs. See it? Just stay in faith. It give you light for every situation, every circumstance. Oh, you pulling this in? What was that? And unbroken, my God in heaven, you're going to see how you get this. Fellowship with one another. He with us and we with him. And the blood of Jesus. Woo! Now I'm telling you that blood is powerful. We need to do a series on blood. I keep saying that we got it. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now it gets better. I'm going to shout. Now, you just absorbed it. Meditate, marinate, translate. Some of you, I'm putting you in a sous vide. You ever watch that Food Network? I'm wrapping you in a bag and boiling you in water. <laughs> I watch that show. You watch that show? They put all the stuff in the thing. They put it in the bag. Oh, it was on my chef's hat. You know what I'm talking about? And they put you in that water immersion. I said, why are they using that thing? The guy answered the question. He said, they put that in there so that you could tenderize the meat. And then it'll be, you know, I'm trying to tenderize your mind. I'm trying to boil your head. <laughs> get it. Get it. He's talking about you. Get, look at your neighbors. He's talking about you. The blood of Jesus. Look, you can't undo what the blood did. It's all religion. Half the stuff you and I heard is religion. I got to deprogram you to get you to reprogram you to what the Bible said. Y'all went to that church. Everybody screaming and yelling. Don't know nothing. I was a screaming, yelling nonsense. I've been here too. Every week you go cliffhanger. Couldn't answer a question. I got so mad I started reading the Bible. This guy's on truth. I went there every week. It was a cliffhanger. She was with me. Joker was talking sick and broke and half, half out of his mind. I don't know what he's doing. I picked up that mountain moving faith by Kenneth Hagin. I said, my God in heaven, something, something, this dude knows something that other dude don't know. I wasn't being mean. I ain't telling you no names. I said, I'm going to be, I, ain't, I, I thought I was Jesus. When I was by myself, I, I come out the room. I said, I'm Jesus Christ or I don't know what I'm reading. I could do what he could do. I could say what he could say. I could live like he could live. I said, I, if I'm, I, I think I'm losing my mind. 
I went and talked to some of my buddy of mine. I said, what I'm really reading in his Bible tells me that we are Jesus in the earth. We are basically him. And I was like, I was so pure. You go to church, it'll screw you up. I went to church, it screwed me up. I was thinking like, oh, maybe we are not all that. I, had a D, I, got, I got programmed right. They tried to re-unprogram me. I had to reprogram me. And then I was. I just stood whacked out forever. Forget it. There's no hope for me now. Now I'm shot out. I'm mean, as renewed. So here's what I'm saying. You're like, well, can I even believe this about me? If I read it out of that Bible and say it's for you, you better just take it because it's the truth about you. I don't care what deprogramming you got to do, unprogramming your doctrinal de 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 denomination. Your denomination might not know Jack. I was Catholic, and I'm going to tell you right here now, the priest, my mother will tell you if I'm lying. If I'm lying, you could, you, God will send something from heaven. For, come on, I ain't lying. The priest, he said, you got to talk to the kids. I said, I don't know when I'm talking to no kids. I'm saved for five months, six months. The priest said, no, you got to answer these questions. These kids are answering. The priest of the Catholic Church. Did I not go? I went there. I said, this is going to be great. I don't know what God's getting me in. I'm on this thing five months. They started asking questions. I started answering. I said, he's, he's not in his head. I said, well, why are you teaching this stuff? Oh, the diocese gave it to us. It's only the truth. I said, the diocese? I said, what's a diocese? I didn't know what the heck it was. What's a diocese? Where does stuff come from? So somebody told you to teach these people this stuff? I got so mad, I was mad. Leaving the parking lot, Paul, I was mad as a hornet. I almost said something I shouldn't have said. Not a cuss word or nothing, but I was going to rebuke the dude. I got so mad, I was like, well, why do you teach this junk? My head. I'm being transparent. They're going to play it on video, so get over it. Not my, you, you don't have to be responsible for it. I'm saying it. I never forget as long as I live. I was driving home. I was upset. I said, how are these people going to know the truth? This parking lot's packed. The Lord said something. He said, he is a modern-day Nicodemus. I said, oh, what's that mean? I know he's in John chapter 3 somewhere around there, but he said Nicodemus was a religious ruler, ruler of the day, but he didn't know who the Holy Spirit was. He didn't even know how a man could be born again. You know that priest got saved in front of me, got on his knees and received Jesus Christ. God's honest truth. In the meeting. He said, I want to know God like this. I said, you want to know God like what? I was like, you the dude that vowed your life. You want to know God like I do five months? This ain't based on works, buddy. I'm an ignorant kid, don't know Jack, just looking for God. I received it by faith. Yeah. I want, I'm not picking on me. How'd you get here? How'd you get here? Same way. You could be saving your whole life trying to work for something and miss it by a mile. And one day wake up, we're saying, no, I ain't saying everybody's like that. I'm not bashing a denomination. If you're Catholic, God bless you. It just means universal anyway. <laughs> Come on. You understand what I'm saying? I'm sitting there. My head's spinning. I'm like, I wonder what. So modern day Nicodemus. Jesus came to me and said, he said, how's a man get born? He said, man, must be born again. He said, how am I going to go back in the womb? He said, no, no, no. He said, you don't even know which way the wind blows, buddy. I'm trying to teach you spiritual things. But you know what Nicodemus did? He humbled his heart and received it. That's why you don't ever get hard-headed towards people because you were them. I was broken in compassion. I'm the guy crying home. I was crying riding home. I was like, how are you going to get people? You know what? Proud people will never be able to hear this gospel. They figured out whether they're going to hear it or not. But boy, it is your job to shout it at the rooftops. You know what I'm saying? You go all over the world. You could, some of the people, oh, I ain't listening. Oh, you could shut down if you want to shut down. But my God in heaven, you're going to hear it in your ear. You're going to have to make a choice today. Because he said, in the day of provocation, do not harden your heart and receive this word meekly. That's all. Let me tell you, proud people are the only people that don't get saved. 
because they reject. You got to be humble. Can't think you got to figure it out. So leave it alone, okay? I'm just trying to tell you, but this is what I'm saying. You could be working all your life trying to get something to miss it by a mile and be ignorant as all get out and just receive it. Dumb as a rock I was spiritually. I didn't know nothing. Did you know? I didn't know Jack. I didn't know nothing. They say, oh, the Holy Ghost. I started praying in tongues. I said, what is this? What in the world is this stuff? What in the world? Look, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, Chris, I was like, what in the world? I don't know. Something's wrong with me, man. What is this? Nobody. I didn't know. You didn't know neither, some of you. And that day I was made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Dumb as a rock I was. I didn't even, we didn't even have a Bible. We had a big old white Bible with gold, gold. I was scared to touch it. You left it under the bed. Remember that thing? I was scared to touch it. I said, God's under the bed. <laughs> Yo, she had a picture of Jesus. You ever, remember back in the day, you used to have a statue of Jesus? Some of you still got him at that. I used to put him in the drawer. You know how I used to do that? He was, up on that? he was up on that dresser. When I wasn't living right, he was going in the drawer, bro. <laughs> Pastor Chris put Jesus in the drawer. There is so much hope for you, my God in heaven. If, you're not, if you don't see the ray of hope for your children in this church, you guys are not paying attention. My kids hell bent. I was sticking Jesus in a drawer, putting him three sheets under the towels. Why? Because I'm living like the devil, man. If he could see, he'd probably see. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Here's the statue. Put, Je- put, like, put Jesus away. This is going to be a rough weekend. Put Jesus away. <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all came out of this mess. Something like it. Oh, don't lie. Something like it. Something like it. Don't lie. Don't lie. So I'm like it. Then you guys say, dumb as a rock. You want Jesus? Yeah, I don't want to go to hell. Where do you sign up? <laughs> yeah. You going to serve him? I'll do it. Hey, man, flames look hot in hell. I don't want to go. I seen that movie. I watch movies where they pretend the hell's around. Nah, I don't need to go. I'll take the Jesus trip. How you get on? Yeah. Hey, sign up. Great. You sign your ears. Is there a fill-in? Is there a questionnaire? I want it. Dumb. Don't know nothing. Made the righteousness of God of Christ Jesus right here. This is why. You know why? You want to know why? I asked God a long time ago. God, why would you take somebody? To... He goes, because if you did it on your own work, you try to take the credit for a kid. So guess what I'm going to do? Bring the foolish things of the earth to find the wise. And then you, you, walk, you put your, his word in your mouth and you look brilliant. And you realize you don't even know what the heck you're doing. You're just reading what he put in the book. It's great. Okay, now you got it? You see how this thing works? Okay, great. Go back to the scripture. That's Novocaine because now I'm going to do a little work. Unbroken fellowship with one another. Now, he ain't talking about people. He's talking about you and him. You got unbroken fellowship with God? Yes, you do. With one another. He with us and we with him. What gave you unbroken fellowship with God? His precious blood. Because, see, here's what happens. The accuser of the brethren rises up against you day and night. The devil got something to say about you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He can't shut his mouth. You know what I'm saying? For the accuser of the brethren accuses them what? Day and night. But the blood on that altar of God is screaming out mercy all day long. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So whatever you try to stick on or whatever tries to get stuck on you based upon you actually can't stick because the blood washes it off. Woo, you the Teflon Don. Come on, baby. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But no, no, way. go back, mom. You got to let them see that. 
by erasing the stain of sin. Oh, my Jesus, help me, Lord. The stain, you can't even get a stain. You ever spill something on your shirt or on your dress, something like that, and you see the stain of it? This is the best of shout wipe. What do you go, shout wipes? What are those things? Shout out wipes. It's the best wipe you ever had in your life. You know, Pastor Liz, we got them in her purse. So Ooh, shout wipe. Get a little shout like, I, Jesus took out a big old shout wipe and just wipe me down, <laughs> cleanse me. <in> it. <laughs> I've, I've been bathed in shout wipes in the blood. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, he's washing you. That's what I got. You walking, he washing. You see this? And you're like, I don't deserve it. Neither did I. Take it. By erasing it, keeping us cleansed from sin. Oh, my God. In all its forms and manifestations. See, Amplified just expounds it. It's legal within the terminology, though. Okay? So I'm saying, hey, is that theology right? Yeah. It's just, it's breaking down what was vague in the King James because as it translates better out of Elizabethan English or whatever you want to call it, it just reads easier. But it's doctrinally correct. You can't get around that. So watch verse 8, because verse 8 really starts rolling. 8 and 9 is going to be where I'm taking you. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves. Now go slow, okay? Now you got to understand some of this. You were. You were. But now you're a new creature. That's why Romans 7 messes everybody up. Paul's like, oh, I'm a distraught man. Things I wish to do, I do not do. Romans 8, he says, I'm out. So you understood you were a sinner saved by grace, but you ain't no sinner no more. Does that make sense? We delude ourselves, and the truth is not as His word does not live in our what? You know where it's going? Heart. He's saying, look, he's saying, look, you got to understand how you got here. Because why? Because if you telling him you got here any other way, you'd be working for it. Now, I'm a sinner got saved by grace. I just accepted by faith and been made the righteousness of God in Christ. You see the terminology? You see the terminology? That's the key. Ah, we're just sinners. Sitting in the by and by. No, I ain't seen no sinner sitting no by. I don't even sing that song. Oh, what a wretch I am. I don't sing that. Pastor Liz will tell you, I ain't never sung that song a day in my life. She sang it one time. I said, don't sing that wretch part. I don't care where we go. I ain't singing no wretch part. I don't sing half the words of these stupid songs people write. They're stupid. Ain't got no faith in them. I told them, I said, write the word. Write songs about the word. People want to write songs about, oh, I made it. Care how you made, how'd you make it? Broken and messed up. We talked about it a little bit. I'm staying in the word. Are you a confession cop? You better believe it. Why nine? Why? Because my confession is my key to get over and get on there. Look at nine. Watch, I'm taking you here. If we freely admit what? And confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins. Now go slow. Go, go out, just leave that first part up there. If we freely admit that we have sin, have, okay? We ain't talking just about perpetual. He knows we're in a perpetualness. But he's saying, you got to admit you were a sinner. But now I'm righteous. I'm going to mess your head up today. Yeah, I have sinned. And because I have sinned, now go slow. Well, look at me, look at me. Give me an Just give me your, let me, I'm explaining. I got you on the edge here. I know, I know what I'm doing. Okay? I have sinned, okay? And guess what I recognized? 
I was a sinner. And the thing he gave me to show me I was a sinner was called the law. Because without the law, I didn't even know I was sinning. But when the law showed up, it showed me I am a sinner. And when I seen that I was a sinner, I understood I needed a savior. So now I could reject the savior, but if I reject the savior, I can't get out of sin. So what I decided to do was what? Come on, pay attention. I decided to receive the savior. So the minute I received the savior, he took care of the sin once and for all. Now I know me, I'm going to probably sin again, not by choice, but by just probably out of a level of humanity, even though I'm deity, I'm probably going to touch it again and step out of faith. But he took care of me stepping out of faith and washed me forever and annihilated sin once and for all. If we have freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just or true to his own nature and promise and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us continually. Why? Because he knew you are going to get back in this thing with your mouth because he told you the only way to undo it. See, here's the thing. Your mouth has to be righteous. Your mouth, Jesus said in James, he said, if you could bridle your tongue, you bridle your whole body. He said, that man is perfect. A perfect, you could be a perfect man. You know what perfection is? You don't want to know what he considers to be perfection? Right mouth. That's what he said. And the only thing that comes out of your mouth is words. And words are the only thing that connect you to faith or unbelief. And then the actions manifest. He said, you show me your works. He said, I'll show you my faith. Faith is found in words first. Then it comes in action. Because what he says here, continually from all on, read the back half. He said all sin is unrighteousness. Look at what the King James says. Who's got, can you, put, wait, let me read it in infinite. Cleansing us from all unrighteousness. He said every time you sin, it's just an act of unrighteousness. Our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity to his will and purpose. So when you, what's that? You step out of the will and purpose of God, you step in unrighteousness because you stepped into sin. Pop up the King James, let him see it. Did you see this? So every sin you've ever committed was an act of unrighteousness. That's all it is. Watch it, watch when you say it. If we can, you've been reading this a million years. Some of you have been reading this forever. Well, first I want to nine it. Confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me. What's he call it though? Forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He said every time you step out of faith, you stepped in unrighteousness. Every time you stepped into sin. Because look what it says. He said, for whatsoever, well, watch this, wait. For whatsoever is not done in faith, is done in unrighteousness. Watch this, watch this. Wait a minute. Oh, brother. Um, I'm going to... Let me, let, me, let me do this because... Yeah. Look at this. For if we confess our sins, if we say that we make him a liar, I'm looking for... This is what it says. He said, for whatsoever is done, whatsoever is done is in righteousness is sin. Okay? Did you pull that in? I'll find it, and I'll bring it to you. 
But the Bible says, I think I know where it is, but it says in 1 John, it says, for whatsoever is done and in righteousness is sin. So every act of unrighteousness is sin and every sin is an act of unrighteousness. Is that based on conscious? I don't know and I don't care. Whether you have a conscious or not, here's what you need to know. Every time I step out of faith, I step into sin. Every time I step out of faith, I step in unrighteousness. Every time I step out of unrighteousness, I'm in sin. Every time I step out of faith, I'm in both of these. So what do I got to do? I just got to believe. So every time I get this action messed up, guess what my problem is? Faith. Faith's the only problem you got. Look over here. Look, my God in heaven. Look over, go, go with me, go to, go, to, go to Romans chapter five. Yeah, I know, I got so much stuff blasted in my head right now. Yeah, he just, the Holy Spirit just told me what it was. Man, he's something else. He'll scare you if you pay attention. It's for, no, he will, I didn't even know where it was. He just told me where it was. It's 1 John 5, 16 and 17. That's why you gotta, oh, that's why don't distract me. Because if, if you don't cause distraction out here, I'll hotwire heaven. I don't even know where it was. First, yeah, go to 1 John 5, 16, 17. That's why he'll come in the room. You see how he came in the room? He'll come in the room. I'm telling you, man, he's too good. You feel how he shifts it? That ain't just me. He shifts the whole atmosphere. You get hungry. It's 5, 16, and 17. It's, it's, he told me it's 17. He said, but read 16. How do I know that's in there? I didn't know where it was. I knew it was in there somewhere. I mean, it's just ain't to humor you. This is to tell you he really cares about you. I just told you I don't know where it is. If any, see how the room changes? Something come from heaven to earth and the whole room feels different. I don't feel nothing. Stick around long enough, you will. If any man sees his brother sin is sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask him and he shall give him life. For them that sin not unto death, there is a sin unto death. For that I say you can't pray. Now listen, most sin you can get out of. The total, just 17 is where I want to get you. Let's not get into that, but here's about my, is there a sin, sin unto death? Yeah. It's totally walking away from God forever. And trust me, if you're even conscious of doing that, you haven't done it. All unrighteousness is, and there is a sin, not unto death. He said all unrighteousness is a sin. Did you catch that? So every time you step out of faith, you step out of righteousness. Every time you step out of unri- every time you step out of righteousness, you step into unrighteousness. You step into sin. So what do you do? Just stay in faith. Because the more you stay in faith, now look at look at Romans five and one in the Amplified. We'll wrap it up. You okay? I'm gonna give you a couple of scriptures here. You see that though? So what's unrighteousness? Hey guys, if rights look, you understand what I'm saying, right? I know it gets a little stretchy in here. What's righteousness? Right standing with God. What's unrighteousness? Go slow. If faith, come on. If righteousness is right standing with God, what is unrighteousness? Not right standing with God. How do you know whether you're in right standing with God or not? He gave you a book. Just don't disagree with what the book says. You don't got to understand how he's going to do it. Just agree with it. Dave and me go like this. Hey, I really, Dave goes, man, after church, man, I really want some pizza. I don't want pizza. I want hamburgers. We don't got right standing, man. 
We ain't going nowhere. We're going to sit in the park. Where you want to go? You know how you do with your wife? Where you want to eat? What do you want to eat? Oh, my God. Where you want to go? Where do you want to go? What do you, what do you feel? I don't feel like eating nothing. I'm hungry, but I don't know what I want to eat. You stay in the parking lot for 45 minutes. Well, what? I'll forget it. Let's just go somewhere. You don't have rights then. You ever, you ever hit a, you ever hit a, you ever hit a real good one? I want a steak. Boom! I want a steak. Praise be to God. Let's just get in the car and go. That's right standing, right? We're in agreement. Where there's no agreement, what do I do? I kind of just wander around for. Oh, now what? No. What do I do? You see it? It's what God saying. Hey, walk in love. I don't know if I want to walk in love. I don't think I like walking in love today. These people are demon-possessed. How am I going to walk in love with, see what I'm saying? Right, I walk in love. I don't want to walk in love with these ding-dongs, but I'm going to do it anyway. So you start walking in love. You see it? You see it? See it? I, I want you rich. I'm God, you know what? Y'all broke I am, God. The, the people calling God are not calling because they want to know how I'm doing. They want to know where their money's at. You're the healed of the Lord. You're healed. You tell the doctor that. That joker want to put me on 18 different medicines. Come on. Come on. See what I'm, you see what I'm saying? Right standing is agreeing when you can't see. You see this? So agree with it. Watch. Watch Romans 5. We're done. We're wrapping up. But did you pull that in? So stay in. So this is how it goes. So watch this. This is what I want you to get, okay? Victory has its roots found in righteousness, but righteousness can only be can only be accessed through faith. So when, because this is how it works. Grace, so just say here, right? So say, we'll build it this way. Your faith, okay, produces grace. Grace produces righteousness. Righteousness taps into redemption. Redemption taps into God's love. Send his only begotten. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Come on. God's love, plan a man, you and God in Eden forever. You and God in fellowship. Say one thing, faith. All you got to have is faith. How's he going to do it? Who cares? Just believe. Look right here. We're done. Therefore, since we've been justified, acquitted of sin, and declared blameless before God. Look, if you've been acquitted of something, you can't be tried again for it. Did you, did you, did you hear? You've been acquitted of sin. You ain't gonna have no sin consciousness no more, man. I have a sin consciousness for a while. I've been acquitted of it. That's what I was telling you, God, in the morning. I said, how many criminals I got in <laughs> He didn't say no. I said, how many of you been acquitted? His joker's hand went up in there. I laughed so hard. I was like, oh, my God. What does that mean, though? It's a good way to look at it. I got acquitted of it, so you can't try me again. Can't try me again for what I've been acquitted of. Yeah. You could have been guilty, but he acquitted you. This ain't fair. It's favor. Come on. Declared blameless before God by faith. This is so good. Wait a minute. Let uh this 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 joker is smacking us in the head. Let us grasp the fact that <laughs> he's telling us like you're gonna have to stretch to catch what I'm getting ready to tell you. The fact that what we have peace with God. 
and the joy of reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. Man. Look at verse 2. We can go for a little bit. Through him, we also have access by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely and securely stand. <sighs> Come on, somebody. Let us rejoice in our hope and the confident assurance of experience in ending, experience in enjoying the glory of our great God, the manifestation of his excellence and power. Check this out. Watch three. We're going to go read just a little bit more. Okay? And not only this, but let us with joy, let us exalt in our sufferings and rejoice in our hardships. Now you understand what we're going to go through. Like the fight of faith. You don't have to fight for your faith. You're going to have to fight to stay in it. That's where hardship and hardness. See, I'm not going to leave this part out. Are you going to suffer? Yeah. You're going to have to suffer, and you're going to have to go through hardship, and you're going to have to go through distress, and you're going to have to go to pressure, because you want to know why? Something's coming for that faith. The only reason why you got pressure is to take your mouth off. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews, I was going to use it, but I'll probably get it next week, maybe. He says, them that are of faith enter into rest. That doesn't mean pressure stops. Everything is trying to fight you from getting to a place of faith. That's why you got all this stuff coming against you. Trouble precedes patience and endurance. Keep going. Watch this. And endurance, proven character, spiritual maturity, and proven character, hope and confident assurance of eternal salvation. Did you see that? That's what it's trying to do. It's trying to get you enduring, tries to get you proven your character, tries to get you spiritually mature, tries to get, that's why the devil's throwing everything at you. You're going to give up? You're going to quit? You're going to pack it in? You're going to say something different? No, I'll be like, no, I'm just going to believe. I'm going to believe. Ain't nothing coming out of my mouth but what the promises of God say. Ain't nothing coming out of my mouth but what God said about this situation. I'm not speaking about a matter unless it lines up with the word of God. I don't have nothing to say, nothing different. Uh, what's he going to do in this season? I'm going to say what the Bible says. I'm going to believe what the Word of God says. Look at this. 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 And look at this. Go to verse 5. And hope makes not ashamed. Such hope in God's promises never disappoints. Come on, somebody. Because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given us. Watch. It gets better. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. While we were still helpless, powerless to provide our own salvation, at the right time, Christ died as a substitute for the ungodly. Watch this. Give me two minutes and we'll go. Now it is an extraordinary thing for one willingly to give his life, even for an upright man, throw perhaps for a good man, one who is noble and selfless. But watch, keep going, and worthy, someone might even dare to die. You see that right there? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. But God, woo, come on, say, but God. But God clearly shows and proves his own love for us. By the fact, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Watch this. Keep going. Therefore, since we have now been justified, declared free from the guilt of sin by his blood. There it is again. There it is again. How much more certain is it that we, we will be saved from what? The wrath of God through him. Ain't coming on you, bro. Look at 10. We're going to read all the way up. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled by God. Used to be an enemy. Not no more. Not no more. Come on. Come on. 
For if we were enemies, we were right. We were what? Enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. It is much more certain have being reconciled that we will be saved from the consequences of sin and by his life that is we will be saved because Christ lives today. Keep going. Watch this. Not only that, but we also rejoice in God, rejoicing in his love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received and what? Enjoy our reconciliation with God. We've got it through Jesus. Jesus gives reconciliation to God. We read all the way to 17. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man named Adam, and death through sin, so death spread upon all people, no one being able to stop it or escape it. It's power because they all sinned with Adam. But I got news for you. Sin was committed in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone when there is no law against it. Watch. Keep going. Watch this. Yet death ruled over mankind from Adam to Moses, the lawgiver, even over those who had not sinned as Adam did. Adam is a type of him, Christ, who was to come. But in reverse, Adam brought destruction, but Christ brought salvation. Watch this now. But the free gift of God is not like the trespasses because the gift of grace overwhelms the fall of man. It overwhelms it. For uh, if many died by one man's trespasses, Adam's sin, much more abundantly did God's grace and the gift of that come by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the benefit of many. Nor is the gift of grace like that which came through one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment following the sin resulted from one trespass, and brought condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift resulting from many trespasses and brought justification, the release from sin's penalty. My God, for those who believe. Look at 17 and we're done. For by one man's trespasses of one Adam, death reigned through the one Adam, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift, the free gift, gift of righteousness reign in eternal life through one Jesus Christ reigning in righteousness but here's the thing if you got a sin consciousness you're not going to reign in righteousness because you don't think like well that, that ain't for me no it's all for you it's all for you because he gave it for you I don't know what season you're walking through but I know what it's getting ready to change come on stand up on your feet we're going to stay in righteousness Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.